Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Caitlin James Podcast. This is a place where we like to empower small business owners to build profitable and purposeful businesses. And so I'm diving into something. I'm going to make it quick. I don't want you to have to listen to me for forever, but I had something that I experienced in my life um, in the last couple years uh, that I've really been redefining and reprocessing, and it's been really impactful for the way that I view um, what I'm capable of as far as mentorship and it's really helped me with the gratitude that I feel for my life, rediscovering how many mentors I've actually had. Let me give you a little backstory. Um, so before I dive into redefining what mentorship is, I, I want to explain why this is important. We recently had a big switch with our church. So we um, we have a small like neighborhood style, almost like a home church vibe, very, very small group of people that are doing church very intentionally together, recognizing that deep growth and actual life transformation comes from really diving in and getting to know people relationally and people pouring into other people. So the conversation of mentorship came up a lot. And um, in my mind, I said during one of our initial kind of group conversations, like, you know, I don't think I've ever had someone that's like come to me and said, Caitlin, can I be your mentor? Like, I don't think I've had a mentor. And and then as I listen to other people talk, I realize, no, Caitlin, you've had a bazillion mentors. You've just never really thought strategically or um, really in depth about how you define a mentor. And as I have been through this process of really walking through what is a mentor to me? What is a mentor in general? Am I a mentor to anybody? Am I, I started, I've had a lot of realizations that I think might be helpful if you find yourself in a season of feeling like, am I contributing to other people's lives? Is anyone contributing to mine? Am I truly in community with people? Like, am I providing value to other people? Anyway, I've had all these thoughts going through my head and it could be uh, kind of an overflow of a conversation or a struggle that I'm constantly having of like, in my life as a mom, I can't contribute to other people's lives the way I used to because I'm so busy contributing to my children's lives. So what does this have to do with business? What does this have to do with running a small business or being an entrepreneur uh, or, or being a photographer? Well, I think it's important because it speaks to a level of depth in our lives that a lot of people don't think about very often, but yet they desire it greatly. So when you think about the pandemic, you think about disconnection and you think about people needing people uh, and the journey we've all been on as, as a as a culture, this is kind of uh, something that has been tossed by the wayside because we've been so disconnected for so long. So I want to help help you. Uh, maybe it's just pieces of this that you hear and you're like, yeah, I mean, there's so much that I could contribute. Or I'm so grateful because I realize I've actually had mentors in my life and I never thought that I did. Or maybe it's, I desire this. I don't have this and I desire this in my life. This is what I want to break down. What does it really mean to be mentored? And what did I assume mentorship looked like? Why do we need a mentor and why is it important? And then lastly, what freedom has come from my recent new understanding of mentorship and how it's defined in my life? So as we were talking with friends in our church group, I realized, I actually had someone say to me, you know, do you think that the idea of being a mentor is a lifelong thing? Like when you hear someone say, well, I had a mentor growing up. Was that like since they were five until they were like 25? Was that like a huge chunk of their life? Does it have to be that long term? I think in my mind, I think I consider that. Like, you know, 
this person was my mentor. I always thought I heard that phrase and I always thought like it was just this like lifelong relationship. Another thing I thought it was a common misconception um, is that it was a predetermined, very intentional conversation. Like I would love to be your mentor. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I assumed that that is what mentors did. Um, I don't even know if I really got curious about like, where did my definition of what a mentor, where did that even stem from? And where did all these beliefs come from? I don't even know. But I definitely thought being a mentor was like, you're going to come to me and say, I'm going to be your mentor and we're going to start this relationship that's so intentional and I'm going to pour into you. Anyway, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Another misconception I realized that I had is that um, I thought great mentor relationships are consistent and constant and ever like always happening right? So like maybe you meet with someone every single Wednesday morning, every single Thursday evening, every, you know, every week you are meeting with your mentor and that is good mentorship. Side note, it's so unhealthy (laughs) to have very concrete definitions of what you think is right and never process through, is that the only reality? Because I I listen to this list now that I'm like two years removed from the first time I really thought about this. I'm like, wow, i that's so crazy that that I have such high standards for what a mentor is going to look like. I always thought it needed to be in person. Like if you're going to be a great mentor to someone, that you're meeting with that person in person. They are they are actually a part of your life in the flesh. Like they're right across from you at a, a coffee shop. They are definitely a part of your life because they're physically a part of your life. And that's how you form great mentorship. Again, <laughs> there's so many things. Okay. The other misconception, which is fascinating to me, is that I said to this group of people we were talking to, I don't think I've ever really had a mentor. And this is interesting to me. Outside of my youth pastor growing up, um, I do feel like she constantly opened up her life and we did so much life together and she filled a mentor role. But when it comes to how I defined a mentor and then the reality that I said out loud, I've never had one. No one has ever come to me and said, can I pour into you? Then someone else in the group spoke up and said, you know, how do you define a mentor? And that's when I went into this and they're like, that's so fascinating because none of those things define mentor for me. And as we started talking, I wasn't trying to prove that my definition of a mentor was right. I was genuinely listening and trying to learn and understand. Maybe I view this differently than a lot of people. And maybe there's some other realities and there's some other possibilities here. As we dive into this, let's first talk about what what is a mentor and why why is it necessary? The entire concept of discipleship, which is becoming more and more like Christ, becoming more and more like Jesus, that is um, that is deeply rooted and consistent throughout the entire Bible. So from if you're a believer, mentorship is something that is we're called to, like we're, we're supposed to do that. I need to be pouring into a younger generation. I hope there's a part of the older generation that will pour into me and teach me and help me grow closer to who God has who God wants me to be. But from a career and a um, business perspective, it's so healthy to have a um, a mentorship type relationship in a certain part of your life because you are constantly going to be challenged to grow. You constantly have someone that's helping you get a better perspective or a wider perspective on things. Um, And in general, if you don't have this, then you know, there's a lot that you're figuring out on your own. I think it's a very healthy way to live your life to constantly 
feel the freedom to be able to ask for help and to bring someone into some challenging parts of your life or um, to allow someone to walk through life with you. I wrote down um, in general, I think we need people and we need relationships in order to help us grow and to challenge us and just in general support us. Um, that's a part of the way that we were designed as human, be- human beings. That's why the pandemic was so hard is that people lost their ability to connect and we need that. So some people may ask, okay, then what's the difference between friendship and mentorship? And I, I think they go hand in hand. Um, but some friendships may have this element that offers even unspoken mentorship. I've, I realize I have certain relationships in my life that in certain seasons provide mentorship when I when I need it, when I'm going through something. And there's a level of intentionality there where there's like a calling up or a challenge that comes from a certain relationship. And normally they, they are my closest relationships. Does it have to be that someone's older than me or, or more experienced in something to be a mentor? I don't think so. Um, but I, I think it might be interesting for you to consider, do you have relationships where you feel like there are some mentorship type of uh, capabilities happening in uh, or characteristics happening between you and this person. So so that, that kind of speaks to why do we need it? I think we're designed for it. I think that we are not meant to do life alone. And I think that from a biblical, I, my desire for mentorship is probably based very heavily in my faith background. But I think as a business owner, having a mentor, I look at our trajectory, like where we're headed and who has contributed to that. We have had so many mentors that have led us to where we are today. It's very important to have other people's opinions and um, and wisdom poured into your business. I'm thinking about this whole conversation and, and about, you know, why does this matter to even have this thought? Well, I think for me, there's a lot that came up for me and a lot that I realized when I started to talk through um, that I don't think that I've ever been mentored. And then Michael kind of pushed back on that. He's like, do you do you really think about that? Do you really think you've never been mentored? And then I started realizing my definition of what a mentor had to look like or should look like in order to be a true mentor. <laughs> it's not even coming from a book or, or, or some leader somewhere saying, this is a mentor. I don't know where it came from, but I've just decided that that's what it was and that I've never had it. And the truth is, when you get rid of the definitions of what you've constructed as something, the way something should be, I actually realize I've had a lot of mentors. I've had a lot of people that have uh, poured into me. I'm going to give you some examples. And as I give you these examples, um, I want you to think about in your own life, whether it's business, whether it's personal, whether it's your family, um, if maybe there are people that you've never realized have poured into you uh, in a mentor role that you just, you've just never viewed them that way before. So for me, I have this friend, her sweet friend named Kristen Wall. She is about the same age as my mom. And she will randomly text me and tell me that she's thinking about me, praying for me, what's going on in my life. Maybe it's once a month. Sometimes we've gone months without talking to each other. And I normally just text back you know, I'm, I am kind of crazy busy. And sometimes I, I don't even text back a whole thing or I, I'll forget to text her back and I'll apologize. And she always just reminds me, she's like, I have four children. I have a ton of grandchildren. I get it. Just know that the Lord puts you on my mind constantly. And I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you. That is a mentor relationship. That is someone choosing to be intentional and reach out to me and be a resource and be an encouragement to me. That is a form of mentorship. And then I think about a totally different form of mentorship. Back in 2008, when I started my business, I started following Jasmine Starr. She was the only person that I could find on the internet that I liked. She shared about her life and who she was. And I was very, I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. And I 
learned so much about photography from her. She, if someone said, who mentored you in photography? I would say her, even though until she shot my wedding in 2010, she had no clue who I was. So that debunks the whole idea that I had that like, if you're going to be a great mentor, it's like an in-person relationship. It's not. It's, she was a mentor to me from afar. And that that level of mentorship calls me up to a certain level of expectation maybe for myself or even just possibility in my own business as a wedding photography educator, recognizing there could be people that think of me that way. And I think there are. There are people that have learned from me, that that have grown in their photography journey with me. I, I even know that there are people who have grown in their motherhood journeys because of walking alongside our journey that's a form of mentorship and um, and it can be a beautiful thing. But if you don't ever define this and you don't ever recognize you have the power, the capacity to be this person to someone, uh, then I do feel like there's a little bit of a loss of, of joy and impact of your life. If you don't recognize that you have the power to be this person for someone, you can be a Kristen Wall to somebody, right? If, if, anytime you think of someone who you know, could potentially look up to you. Maybe they're a little bit younger than you and you just text them when you're thinking about them. That is you stepping into a role of an encourager, um, someone that can pour into someone younger than you. And that's a form of mentorship. Those are two examples. Let me give you another one. Um, I, my youth pastor growing up, you know, like crazy wild ride. Like we, and we were, when we were in high school, um, let me backstory. She, was married to a police, a state trooper, a police officer who was killed in the line of duty. And she was 28 years old when we met her. And I was like 15 when this happened. Um, And so our youth group kind of like rallied around her and her, her young son, because we kind of walked through this tragedy together. And so we, as we went through high school, she was a huge part of our life because, I mean, we did everything. We would do sleepovers at her house and hang out. And, and because her life had really kind of fallen apart and we were a huge part of, of helping her pull it back together. That was, and that's, what's interesting. Another thing to take from that is that Yes, she was in a leadership role and she taught us so much, but she didn't necessarily teach us so much by getting in front of us and like teaching. It was literally just letting us come alongside her in that part of her life. So it wasn't like a mentor that sits down and like, you know, outlines things that you should do or things you should know. It was, no, she just invited us to come spend time with her in a really hard season of her life. And it changed it, it mentored us. So anyway, that's another form. Let me give you another um, example. I One of my beliefs that I mentioned earlier was that, you know, mentorship for a lot of people is like this long-term thing, right? It's like, you know, maybe a lifelong relationship or it's just very long-term and it's very consistent. Michael and I were in a season and we've had this happen multiple times, seasons in our life where we needed to make really big decisions. And I remember once he was leaving a job and we were just terrified to make the decision. Very, very emotional. He was a youth pastor and he was going to leave being the youth pastor. And all these teenagers were just devastated. They would be devastated. They had no idea it was coming. That's another reason it was so hard. And we were, we kind of were at our wits end and talking to the head pastor of the church, like that was hard because he didn't want us to go. And so his, his opinion was very much skewed um, because he wanted Michael to stay on staff. So we, had a friend, I mean, at the time they were probably in their 60s, this guy and his wife who had started um, honestly like a mentorship program for very young adults, young men 
that were going into ministry. Um, and Michael was a part of this group and that's how we met him. And, um, he's written some books and he's just a great leader, um, kind of in the Christian space on like the East coast. Anyway, we texted them and just said, we're not in a good place. (laughs) And they invited us that night to come to Charlottesville and have dinner with them. And I remember sitting at, I remember exactly, they had sweet potatoes wrapped up in aluminum foil. I don't know why I remember that. And I I think I remembered it because that night was really impactful for me. They just invited us to their home and we shared the struggle and that Michael wanted to leave the job. People were going to be so disappointed. We didn't know what to do. And we really wanted Michael to join me in business. And they offered such unbiased feedback I remember specifically some very key things they said that still to this day have helped us make decisions about other things. And you might say to yourself, well, that's definitely a, a mentor situation, a mentor experience. And it it was, but because of my definition I had in my head of what I thought being a mentor was, because it was just one night and it was not consistent and we haven't seen them since then. Maybe Michael has, but I haven't seen them since then. It just felt like, you know, that doesn't fall into that category, but it completely does. And and that's an encouragement. I'm going to get into why these things are so encouraging and why I'm sharing them, them with you in a second. There are other examples of mentorship that are lifelong and that are very, very deep and that are consistent. And that would be our parents. You know, I even just this week, we've made decisions about some <laughs> real estate. We made some poor real estate decisions in the last year. Um, but we were cha- made some changes there. And, you know, the first person we call is my dad just to get an outside opinion. You know, that is, he's in a mentor role that is consistent and constant and almost every day. And and maybe, honestly, as I talk about it and I think about it, maybe that's why I've had such a very uh, strange view or definition of being a mentor. It's because I do have parents that are in such a consistent mentor role in my life that I assume that's the standard. I should probably get curious about that. But uh, last but not least, um, I have a friend that is younger than me, about 10 years younger than me. And we were meeting together really when I had Evie and Graham was like a baby. We would meet together every week. And um, and I really viewed that as like, I that's, that is like a younger woman that like I'm pouring into and I'm sharing my life with and trying to mentor. When I had Rhett and life got crazy and I could not maintain meeting with her constantly. I only saw her at church stuff and, you know, we text and I had so much guilt and so much, um, uh, I, I just, I felt so bad that I couldn't continually meet up with her that in my mind, I'm like, well, now I'm not her mentor because I can't meet with her and I can't consistently pour into her life. And the more that I went through kind of this redefining mentorship in my life and my business, the more I felt so much freedom to realize that's not how this works. I mean, Michael and I, when we were in youth ministry, working with teenagers, there was a a girl that I met with at Starbucks one time and we had one conversation that I quite honestly don't even remember. I remember meeting with her, but I don't remember the conversation. And I kid you not, four years later, got a handwritten note in her mailbox talking about how that conversation changed the trajectory of her life. And I thought to myself, like, that is fascinating to me. And how often do we write off our contribution and we don't pour into people's lives? Because in our mind, maybe you don't have a definition of mentorship that's harmful like I did. Uh, but a lot of times I think to myself, I can't commit to like meeting with all these people and constantly being this source of, of, of wisdom and mentorship for them. So I'm just not even going to try. But the truth is that you can be used in little ways. If one 
conversation at Starbucks turned into a life-changing pivot for this teenage girl, then what does that mean about the one email that I might send back to a photographer who needs some encouragement? What does that mean for you when you respond to a DM and someone just needs advice about starting a business? Or what does that mean for maybe you're in a church environment and you have, there's a younger girl that like has come up to you and asked you a lot of questions. She probably already views you as a mentor. You've never even met with her or shown any intention towards being someone to pour into her life, but that's a possibility. And I, So last but not least, another example, um, we have some really good friends, best friends, and it is not uncommon every year for us to call one another and say, hey, this is going on. What do you think we should do? And they are very much like best friend role, but we kind of put each other in a mentor role or a wisdom sharing type role uh, whenever there's something tricky about our lives because we trust one another's opinion. So I'm sharing all of these things. And isn't it funny that I share all these things and at the same time, I was the girl and there's many more. These are, these are just a few options that I decided to share with you. But I was a girl that said that like I've never had a mentor. I've had so many and I currently have so many, but my definition of mentor is what was so damaging. Because if you keep, if you don't get curious about how you define certain things, then you miss out on opportunities for your life and your experience and your expertise and who you are and what you've walked through to be used in powerful ways. Because you assume if, if you're like me, you assume that in order to be used and transform someone else's life, it's got to be this huge, massive, predetermined, talked about, consistent in-person commitment. And I'm realizing more and more since this new redefining mentorship in my own life, that's not how it works. And if you, in some ways, I wonder from a coaching perspective, if I like defining it that way, this is getting a little deep, but do I like defining mentorship that way? Because I obviously can't sign myself up for that. So it's like completely off the table. It actually makes mentorship more messy when you say mentorship can look a million different ways. It means that I can't completely mark it off as like, oh, I'm too busy. I can't do that. I could do that. And I am doing that. The reason I tell you this is because there's a lot of freedom that comes from recognizing how you've defined something in your life and working through the reality of like, is that actually true? Is that actually the only way that the whole mentorship thing happens? Am I only going to impact people if I'm consistently meeting with them in person and we've had a a conversation about me being their mentor? I think I look back, uh, there was a season where Michael and I were traveling, we were at conferences, we had no kids, uh, but a young couple did approach us and asked if we would be their mentors. And I think deep down, probably part of this uh, struggle is that like, they asked us and like, we just, we weren't around enough to contribute. We weren't around enough to, to fulfill what they were desiring um, and, and to meet with them consistently. But I recognize now that, you know, we never even had a conversation of like, well, what are you hoping for? Like maybe dinner once a month? You want to just like be able to connect with us when things, you know, life things are happening. You're trying to make decisions. Like we never even got clear about that. And we probably never got clear about that because in my mind, being a mentor was way too big of a commitment. I didn't have the capacity for it. But if I knew what I knew now, I could have had a much much more honest conversation with that person and and had probably more of an impact in their life, but I shut it down because of my definition. So my challenge for you, this is about mentorship, but it really at the depth of what I'm talking about, it's the challenge to look at other parts of your life And figure out where is there a definition in your life that you've predetermined is a certain way. And that's not actually reality. 
There's actually so many other possibilities and you're living in a very narrow-minded sense of that idea and you're the person that defined it that way. I didn't even, it's fascinating. I didn't, I never even considered that this was like a thing. But the more that I got curious about it, the more I talked about it with other people, the more I realized I am actually, I'm actually a little bit odd that this is how I define mentorship. No one else in the room really did. And so it's really been freeing for me to recognize in this season of my life, I have so many younger women. I just had someone text me today saying like, oh, I'd love to get together. So we're running a school and a huge business and I am trying to juggle a lot of balls. And it it can very often feel like I just, I can't be enough for everybody. I just can't, I can't, I can't meet with her. I don't have enough time to. But as in, in the past, that would be Caitlin dropping the ball. And now with a redefinition of mentorship, there's a new opportunity of, well, I can't go to coffee right now, but there's other ways that I can pour into her life. There are other ways that I can be intentional that don't require what I defined as what a normal mentorship relationship had to look like in the past. I can still contribute. I can still be a part of her life. It doesn't have to look the way that I predetermined that it has to be. So there's a lot of freedom in this season. No, I can still have impact. I remember telling our coach once, I can't be a mentor to anybody. I mean, I, I if anything, I'm the one that needs a mentor. Um, and she challenged me on that. She's like, there's so many ways for you to use your life to help others. And if anyone should know that it should be you, I mean, you sh- and this is her talking to me. She's like, you shared so much of your journey with James and that was mentoring and still mentors so many other women walking through the same thing. But because of my definition of mentorship, I don't view it that way. Maybe one of the ways to think about what part of my life if I defined something as being like, this is the solidified, this is the only way it can be. What it, what are you held kind of bond in bondage to? For me, I didn't even realize this was a thing, but now that I've broken it down, I do realize there's a lot of freedom realizing I can bring people into my life in so many different ways. And if I'm more open to it and I have redefined mentorship, then all of a sudden new possibilities start to pop up. I have a friend who told me once, she was at JMU and there was a mom that lived close to campus and somehow got connected with her. And she would invite this friend of mine as a college student to come to her house and fold laundry with her. And you might think, what college student is going to go to this woman's house and fold laundry with her? And my friend who did this, she said that woman had tiny kids, but she knew that she had something to offer and she knew that she could pour into me, but that was the only time she could make it happen. So I went over during nap time and I helped this woman fold all of her baby clothes and we just talked the whole time. That's beautiful. I'm not going to see opportunities like that if I consistently define certain things within like this bubble that I've created as like, that's the possibility and that's it. So there's freedom in being able to look at my own life and realize I have been a mentor in so many other scenarios than I've ever even realized. And I've had more mentors than I've ever thought. The possibility of what can happen when you get beyond what you've decided is set in stone um, is pretty amazing. So my challenge to you is to think about ways, and I'm going to share this in the realm of mentorship, but you could apply it to anything, literally anything. My challenge to you is to consider what is possible and to, and to reach out for mentorship if you desire that in unique ways. Now, I got to be careful with this because uh, someone's going to listen to this and be like, oh, well, I'm just going to reach out to Caitlin. I'm going to have 452 DMs of people that want to ask me questions. 
And I'll be honest, there is a reality that I can't get back to all of you. But I will say that if there's someone that is in your industry or someone in your life or someone who is just a step ahead of you in a season of life or someone that you know that is walking through something that you just walked through, a simple DM can turn into a mentorship conversation. I recently DM'd my friend Shay Cochran because she is a mom to preteen girls. She's in a different season of life and she runs a business that's a very similar size to ours. And so I literally, I wasn't even thinking this is going to be a mentorship conversation. I was just saying as a friend, hey, like you've got to, you've got to help me pave the way. Like how do you raise such amazing kids? Like I'm in the trenches of very, very young kids. I still have diapers in the house. And that turned into this beautiful conversation about business and pivots and getting burned out. That is a form of mentorship, but it took me taking a step and DMing her and just saying like, hey, I love and appreciate this part of your life. Give me some tips. <laughs> um, Jenny Allen is an author and a Christian speaker and a leader in the Christian space. She has no idea that I even exist, but I consider her a mentor. When she posts things about her family and her dynamic, how she has raised her children, how she's showing up in their lives, um, how she writes, how she talks about her marriage. It's something that I desire to emulate. She's a mentor to me, even though she doesn't even know me. So what does that mean for us? What's the opportunity for us? Well, for me, I recognize that there are parts and, and things about my life that I can share and that I can contribute to the world. that will be a gift to somebody. And that is not something that is unique or, or special to just me. It's for anyone. I could go down this whole branding thing about personal branding, but if you will let your life be a catalyst for how you can change the world and how you can create content, I think a lot of you would be surprised at how much traction and how much you could be used. But so often we reserve that for the people who look like what you define as mentors. Another thing that I wanted to mention before we go, um, like I said before, if Jenny Allen can be a mentor to me and not even know me, how can I intentionally share my life in a way that blesses others in the same way? Overall, I feel like that God is inviting us to be used consistently in every season of life, even when life is not good. I have had seasons like that where life is not good. I don't have all the answers. I'm in a hard, hard place, but I've still seen him use it. So if we sit back and we think about this whole conversation and we think about what we believe about certain things in our life, there's so much freedom to just unraveling and unmasking and redefining certain parts of our life that we've never even considered before. So while this is about mentorship, I challenge you to think through, maybe it's a friendship conversation. What do you think friendship has to look like in order to be a good friendship? What do you think a person, do you have predetermined expectations about what a person is supposed to act like if they're truly your friend? Maybe you should redefine that. Maybe you should get curious about that because in that there's so much freedom. You may actually find the deep relationships you long for if you get rid of the expectations that you have determined are necessary or appropriate. So I am, I'm in a season where, yes, I'm about to have a baby. Life seems crazy, but I know that I have opportunities to pour into other people's lives because I've been in a process of redefining what my capabilities and my capacities as a mentor really are and not letting my past definition of mentorship define what my capability is today. So as a business owner, you can take this and run with this in a million different directions as a person, as an individual maybe as a mom or a wife or a husband or just a friend, you can take this a personal direction as well. So I think when I started this, I said, oh, this is going to be a quick, like quick little, quick little episode. 
and I'm probably at half an hour. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. And again, like I've said before, please let us know. Let me know. Send me an email, Caitlin at Caitlin James. Um, and let me know what are things about, and this is this is my invitation from a mentorship perspective, what are things about our business and our life relationships, the way we do life, the way you see us do life that can be helpful or encouraging um, in your own life? What do you want to hear more about here and how can I serve you better on this platform? Thanks for tuning in.